Monsters, my name is Erin and I'll be your host for these little snack bite-sized podcasts on folklore and mythical monsters from around the world. These podcasts focus on the actual cryptids, folklore and mythic monsters from global mythology rather than focusing on the full stories of heroes and their big adventures. I'll also be dropping in some references that they have to recent culture and where you can see these represented in modern day content so that you can learn more and get as obsessed as I am about these absolute legends of the mythological world. This week we're heading back over to home with the European myth monster, the Nixie. The Nixie has many, many different names in different languages, but I'm going to stick with Nixie throughout this. I'll get into the others and their meanings later on. You know me and my etymology, it's my favourite, I'll get on it babes. Nixie are defined as shape-shifting, water-dwelling, musically inclined spirits from Germanic mythology. Now that does not mean mythology that is specific to Germany, but more the Germanic speaking language countries, so that includes Germany, but it also includes all of Scandinavia, and actually they are best known from Scandinavian folklore. Before we jump into our normal description segment, There are actually completely different descriptions based on their culture that lists them and they all have different names based on where they come from. So I'll talk about these two as I said. So it's actually a little bit tricky to describe them as a whole because of this, but the best way to think of them is kind of like a water spirit. I think that's the easiest way to think of them without any cultural influence at all. Now the Scandinavians call Nixie Nocken with the funny cross through the O or Nack with the umlaut over the A. They are described as half fish, half human, that lives in an underwater palace. Their most famous form is that of a naked man playing an instrument in a waterfall, usually a violin or viola. They play enchanted songs to tempt children and women into the water to drown them, and pregnant women were particularly susceptible to this. But that doesn't mean that men weren't tempted either. They would pick up the unsuspecting enchanted victim and carry them off into the water with them fighting for their life. Kind of staying in the same area, they also came up in Faroese folklore called Nika, and they primarily live in their most other frequent form, which is that of a gorgeous white water horse, which, kind of like the Scottish Kelpie, would lure in women and children to drown in lakes or streams. However, as well as a horse, it can be any type of four-legged animal, such as a sheep or a ram, for instance. In Germanic mythology, actually in Germany, they were called Nix or Nixie, which is what I'm sticking with. They were more of a kind of mermaid type creature, although considered a water spirit, half women, half fish, and they still sing and try to tempt kids into the water nearby. They were excellent dancers and also had the gift of prophecy, and they could even have children with humans and form full-on relationships. This description is awfully close to that of the Greek siren, the Selkie from other Norse mythology, or even that of the mermaid itself, but the siren kind of suits it the most with the enchanting and deadly song. So how do you stop a Nixie from stealing you off into its watery palace beneath the waves? So you could find out their name, apparently that was enough to cause their death if they heard it. However, not sure if screaming random names at the top of your lungs would massively help. What if his name was just Dave? How devastating would that be if you were calling out names like Lancelot and call out mythical names and his name's just David? Anyway, you could also treat them to three drops of blood, a black animal of some kind, so a sheep, something like that, some Scandi vodka and some snuff. And no, I'm not talking about the films and I'm not talking about the powder. It's called snuff, which is like a wet snuff powder. 
If you drop this into the water that they live in, they would supposedly teach you their form of music. I don't know entirely sure what you'd do with it, I guess enchant your enemies to drown themselves. If they're in their force form and you're suddenly in the Faroe Islands for some reason, you can tame them much like Kelpies by either carving a cross on their back, kind of gross, or just harnessing it. Sounds probably easier than it is. They also get really depressed when they don't go back to their watery homes, so they can only chase you for so long. They were most active during midsummer or on Christmas Eve, or just on Thursdays. That sounds like my favorite kind of work schedule. So where did the term Nixie come from, I hear you ask? The word comes from common Germanic, from the word neg, which means to wash. Neck in Swedish means nude, which is funny if you think of the term naked. Nikur, the Icelandic and Faroese term means river horse. And the old English word is nikor, meaning water monster. A cool fact with that last one is that Nikor was the name given to the river monster in the epic poem Beowulf. So it's thought that the monster there was a Nixie too. Nixies are referenced in poetry from at least 1210 when they were noted in the epic German poem Nibelungenlied. However, oral traditions go back so much further, especially in Scandinavian and Germanic myth. There's actually a couple of texts talking about Nixie, including this lovely extract I'll read from Brother Fabian's manuscript by Sebastian Evans from the 19th century. Whereby the marishes boometh the bitten, Neckar the soulless one sits with his gitten. Sits inconsolable, friendless and foeless, waiting his destiny, Neckar the soulless. Obviously, Neckar here is the Nixie being referred to. It's a lovely, lovely little poem that I found. There's another great folklore story from Sweden, which is that of water lilies. Now, in Swedish, they are called Nix roses. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the Scandinavian term for that. This is because a father from the forest region of Tiverden promised his daughter to a Nixie, who saved him by going to get them lots of fish during a really dry season or starving season, whatever. She refused to marry the creature and actually stabbed herself, threw herself into the water, and it stained all of the nearby lilies red from their lovely white colour. And to this day, the water lilies found in this area are sometimes still red. This leads us on nicely to another cool fact. During the European Romantic era, which was the 1800 to around 1850, Nixie were actually looked at as the best potential partners for people. These creatures are so unbelievably beautiful that who could help but fall in love with them? And actually, they did fall back for humans, which is nice. As I said earlier, they could have possible human children with them. However, they don't usually end well, these relationships, mainly because the Nixie, after a time, cannot bear to be away from its home and will return to it. Leaving their life with their partner, no matter how much they love them and their children, is really, really similar to the Selkies in the way that they affectionately love their partners, as well as posing as a threat to them. Over time, when Catholicism took hold, they adapted this for their kind of narrative and the Nixie was made to have a desire for Christian redemption and having an immortal soul. Their music was apparently a protest against being excluded from the church and anyone who stopped and heard them or even helped them would feel an overwhelming pity for them as a godless creature. Now, on to cultural significance for art this week. Unusual, but I've actually got a few. I can't believe it. My favourite is Knockin' by Theodore Klitzen from 1904, which is the image I've been using to advertise this episode for the last week. 
I think it's really haunting and he's also got a series within this kind of knocking thing. He did a Brook Horse version called The Neck and The Boy on the White Horse. That one's got a Scandi title but I'm not even going to try. There's also Nacken or The Water Sprite by Ernst Josephson from 1884. Nacken Ock Dotter by Nils Blommer in 1850 which shows them with the nine daughters of Aegir and Ran from Norse myth if you know that myth. There's also a lovely statue in Sweden called Nacken's Polska which is a Nixie dancing on top of a lovely column in front of the Apalsa Central train station in Sweden. For movies there really aren't many and with not many I mean I only found one and this one might surprise you a little bit it's actually a Disney movie and one of the most recent ones it's from Frozen 2 and I know what you're thinking Erin there are no weird music playing monsters in Frozen 2 just a bunch of singing reindeer from that one really really good scene with the 80s power ballad no think harder the horse that Elsa rides to Atta Holland which is that weird mythical place she goes is actually an Ixie, or as they call it in the film, Knock. It's a water horse. I struggled to find any TV for the monsters this week. How crazy is that? I don't think we've had a single week where I've like completely neglected TV, but there's literally none here. If anyone does know any, please reach out and let me know. For video games, there are quite a few, including Valheim, Pathfinder, Dungeons and Dragons, where they're actually a pretty big deal, and most people kind of know them from there, actually. And lastly, a Swedish horror game, Unforgiving, a Northern Myth, which looks unbelievably good, but way, way too scary for me. The book recommendation this week would be more of a poem recommendation. You probably know where I'm going with this one. Have a look at Beowulf if you've not read it. No one knows who it was written by, but it's one of the most incredible feats of Old English and European scripture, and it is an incredible story. For my actual book recommendation, it would be Norse Mythology by Neil Gaiman. Now, Neil Gaiman is known for Coraline, Good Omens, and other kind of creepy Tim Burton-style stories. But Norse Mythology is just such a good book, summarising all of Norse myth, which the author has already written loads of books kind of surrounding and about it, so highly recommend. Now it's time for Do I Think They Existed? Hmm. Much like the Kelpie, the Kappa, and any water-based monsters we've covered in the past on this podcast, and there have been a lot, it's been quite tricky to nail down if something like this could exist, or maybe even exists. I think this one is kind of more similar to the Kelpie, especially because the horse thing, the Selkie, the Siren, or maybe even the Banshee that we covered two weeks ago now, where they kind of dwell near shallower depths of water as more of a warning to children and the vulnerable to stay away from lakes and rivers. And we all know that in Scandinavia at least, the lakes there are the fjords, which are particularly deadly due to their temperature. That might explain the kind of shock factor too. Maybe they just kind of hallucinated these monsters as they went into shock and drowned. Not a very nice image, but something I can kind of picture imagining. But who knows, it might be a Nixie out for revenge, or just a laugh because they thought it was a fun idea to pull your leg. I can't say that I've ever been swimming in the fjords, and I don't think I ever will. Fun fact is that actually one of my friends at my previous job actually swam in the fjords for fun. She like did like big swims outside in horrible temperatures. And I thought she was mental, and I still do. I still do. Marit, if you're listening to this, I still think you're insane. Well, that was a cool one, right? I know I talked about this earlier, but the image that I advertised this episode with initially tempted me to do this creature. 
mainly because I love anything to do with water-based stuff. This is so old now, I sound like a broken record. I love water-based stuff. But generally, I think this monster is really cool. And as it's in a lot of mythologies, it's even better. You can check out this really cool image just on Google. I mentioned it earlier, but I also posted it on the Instagram and the Twitter if you're curious. It is quite spooky, but it is very cool. It's definitely very different to the idea of the Nixie with the violin looking very beautiful in a waterfall. It's very much like a bunch of seaweed all tangled together with spooky eyes, but you, you can judge it for yourself. Next week we're staying in Europe, but we're technically going up fully to Scandinavia to celebrate me booking flights to Denmark to see my lovely colleagues. Thank you, vaccine! We're going to be looking at the legendary Jotun from Norse mythology, some of the most famous monsters from this mythos. Come trundling in next week to find out more about these horrible ice giants. For now, thank you so much for listening. It's been an absolute pleasure. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a rating on the service you're listening on. I've got the Twitter for any questions or suggestions on what monsters to cover next, and I'd love to hear from you. The social media handles for TikTok and Instagram are MythMonsters Podcast, and the Twitter is MythMonstersPod. All of our content can be found at MythMonsters.co.uk. So come join the fun and share this with your pals. They might love me as much as you do. But for now, stay spooky, and I'll see you later, babes.